This is the St. Luligan Podcast Network. And this is Christina, and you're listening to Wannabe Fans, a podcast for wannabe fans of St. Louis City SC. USA, USA, USA. That's so anticlimactic. <laughs> but we are very happy today. We are yes. very happy. We're celebrating. We have gin and tonics. We're having a great time. Um, and because- I'm thinking about it in the context of you just heard the Vuvuzelas. Like, you just heard them in our intro music. And so now you're hearing me chant USA because USA won! Woo! We won against Iran! We did it! We did it. And to take it back a couple of days, we also didn't lose to England. We did not lose to England. We did not. We did not win, but we didn't lose. We didn't lose. And that's important. We're not losers. We are not losers. We just like to draw. Yes. Very picturesque. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, we were in separate places for the England versus USA match. Um, I was still here in Missouri. Um, and where were you, Anna Maria? I was in Peoria, Illinois at the Fox Pub and Cafe. How lovely. (laughs) (laughs) It just sounds like a dream. Uh, it was not. Um, well, it was, it was wonderful. That is a, it's a great establishment. They always have really good beer. We were there for the, um, the Goose Island Bourbon County brand stout release. They had that going on that day too. So it was just you know, miraculously convenient for us. Goose Island has a stout? Yes. It's a big deal. They release what? every year. It's awesome. Okay. Anyway, we got to try, we got to do a flight of that beer while we wait for the match to come on. And lovely place. Good service. They took care of us. The only problem was the TVs were out of sync. And we had the slow TV in front of us. Oh, no. So every time something happened, there would be like a three-second delay to like a 10-second delay to a 15-second delay. And then we would see what happened that made everyone like have a reaction. <laughs> oh, no. But the, the good news was at one point in time, the other two TVs went out and ours is the only one standing. It's fate. It was meant to be. Kismet. It was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we had a really good time. It was... Um, a very nail-biting draw because I did not, I think, well, we made predictions beforehand, didn't we? I predicted that was going to be a draw, a 1-1 draw. And what did you predict, Christina? <laughs> I'm ashamed. You have to share it. I predicted we were going to lose two to nothing. Yeah. And I was really glad to be wrong, okay? Like, don't come at me. I am a glass half-empty kind of person. And so I was just hoping that maybe I would like reverse psychiatry. No, that's not it. 
that's not how it works. Reverse psychology. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I thought somehow like I could manipulate the game with my own mind. And I that's not how it works, but that's what I that's so what I wanted to happen. For. Okay. So yeah, we did not lose. Um I and I don't know why I've decided that I'm not going to disclose where I was. I, I was at the clubhouse in um Afton, but the only thing interesting about where I was is that it was me and three other people. And we're obviously there for USA, but there was an entire room full of people who were there for England. And I did not understand why. I mean, I didn't really care to go and ask people like, what the fuck? So I just cheered for USA and hoped for the best, but it was really like, it was throwing me off because anytime that England was like, coming in like about to score a goal or you know had a good set piece or whatever I like they were cheering and it was throwing me off because I'm like over there saying no 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 and they're like yeah (laughs) so it was it was throwing me off but there were no like there was no like quarrels or anything between us quarrels I don't know why I said quarrels but you know what I mean we had some so we also had an English contingent at the Fox Pub and Cafe (laughs) And I don't know why I just said the whole thing. I should have just said the fox. But anyway, okay. we had I said English- exactly where we were <laughs> in Afton, Missouri. 63123. <laughs> you got the zip code and everything. Everything. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, we had an English contingent that was at the the match when we were at the fox. And it was funny because every time they started cheering, there were tables around us. I would just start chanting USA louder and louder and louder to drown them out, which is really, really funny. Um, I love that. <laughs> I love that that happened. It was super good. It was super good. It was like, shut up, you English people. Stop right. it. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was me too. I mean, there were a few times where Jeff was like, chill out, like, you don't have to engage with them, but I was kind of mad at them for cheering for England. And in my mind, I'm like, there's no re like we're in America vote, like vote America here. <laughs> what if they, were but they could have been expats. And that's really like, it's reasonable to think that because I've been an expat before. So it's like, come on, Christina. But you know, when I get into the, when I get into the match, there's just no like logic there anymore. It's just, I want to win, even though I predicted that we were going to lose. So there's, you know, you were happily surprised the complexities of life, (laughs) the complexities of life. There was one person at the Fox that I was close to murdering and it was actually, I I know that sounds terrible. But uh, they were a table over from us, and it was a guy that just kept yelling out things all the time, which I would not be would not be a problem for me, except that he was like just doing it to like incite, oh, like other people's reactions. Yeah, like it, and I know this because I could overhear him because he was over at the table next to me, and I was sitting closest to that table, and he was like, "Oh, I don't care anything about this. I just want to make people upset." And it's like, dude. Yeah. I'm fine with you being a fan on any level of a fan you want to be, but just to enrage other people, that's not cool. Yeah. There, it was really tempting at some points to just yell offsides on England, like just to see like how they would respond. I wanted to so many times, but you I left it yourself. Alone. Yeah. I'm like, I'm grown. I can, 
I can do this. Like I can be civil. Yeah. <laughs> it was really hard. Was but, it? <laughs> <laughs> but we drew and it was fine. You know, I was able to let it go. Let bygones mm -hmm. be bygones. I mean, I'm, I'm really happy that they came out to support their team for whatever reason. <laughs> but yeah. But so they're just wrong. They're clearly they're wrong. And so, I mean, why not like crush their happiness and their joy? Just let them be wrong and be happily wrong. Yeah. You know, anyway, we did draw with England, which meant that it came down to today, mm -hmm. which was our match with Iran, um, which was chaotic. Like it was chaotic for several reasons, but we're going to, we'll get to that. Yeah. So came down to today, the only way for us to make it out of the group stage and into the knockout stage was to win. And we did. But anyway, we're going to talk about it. Not just say we won and let it go from there. Um, I know that, well, you go ahead and start. Because I think you were watching, you, you and I both watched the beginning separately. Mm -hmm. Well, we were both at work. Um, I, I was at the office. Um, yeah, I just locked myself away. I was having some technical issues, which was really unfortunate. Um, and throughout the match, I was constantly being pulled away because apparently when you're at work, you have to work. And so, <laughs> so I couldn't, you know, not answer questions and do my job just because of the World Cup. Um, but I did, I was able to watch via Fox sports and, um, you know, it was really rough in the beginning because all I was seeing is that, you know, we weren't really like, no one was scoring. Obviously I missed the goal and I missed the drama. Um, I just kind of got to watch in and out for the first like 25 minutes and then I got pulled away. So I'm sad about that, but I was able to cut in. And the fun thing was, is that there were multiple instances where, you know, I was just seeing a message from Anna Maria and it was just like Reem, you know, because we love Tim Reem. And I would message her back. Um, she was a little bit ahead of me on the, the live feed somehow because I, I kept getting pulled back um, whenever someone messaged me. But we kept messaging each other because like we love we got a live what? update. We got a live update each other. Yeah. Live react to each other. Yeah. So <laughs> that was, that was my experience. Um, and I was really glad to come back from my meeting and see that we had that, had that point and it was Pulisic and I feel like he's been fighting <laughs> and Maria just did the heart. I know the heart sign, he, but he basically gave his life for us today. He did. He <laughs> gave his abdomen for us, which, <laughs> according to the reports, he's out because of an injury to his abdomen. But I was glad to see it was him, just because I felt like he had been working for it for so yes. long. I really wanted to see him put one in, and and it happened. So that was really cool. I missed it. We watched it later on, but anyway. I'm gonna, I don't know, like, what, what was your time like? Because I think it was a little different, but. Better. Yeah, so I got to watch about the, the, the same amount that you did, about the first 25 minutes, and then I had a meeting at 1.30 that went until, like, 2.15. So then I, I missed, I missed the goal. I missed, uh, Wea's, um, 
one that was ruled as offsides that could have been a goal, but then who it was, wasn't. Who was offsides? Where? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I saw that like kind of come through on my phone as I was doing my meeting. It was just popping up on the screen, mm-hmm. but um, didn't really get to see those until after that point in time. But when I came back in, what I really want to talk about is like the last like 40 minutes that I saw, because I think it came in at like minute 52 after the halftime. And oh my God. Was my heart rate elevated? It was just all the way through the roof. I was like, please don't let her on score. Please don't let her on score. Please let's let us score if we can, or at least just defend super well. And it was one of those things where in the first part that I had seen with the first uh, 25 minutes before I had to leave for my meeting, um, we were we were controlling it. There was no doubt about it. And you saw that too. It was very much in our possession. We were always driving it down to their side over and over and over. But then when I came in again, it was, it was, you could tell probably around like the, in the 70 ish minutes, um, that we were starting to just lag a little bit. And I am so, so glad that they made some substitutions at that point in time, got some people off the, off the pitch who were, you know, struggling a little bit with just remaining in that physical condition at that point in time. And one of the things that I was really happy to see, which we had already talked about before, um, a player we've talked about before, I mean, was Zimmerman got put back on, which Zimmerman. Yeah, we were we were a little harsh on him because of uh, mm-hmm. what happened versus Wales. Shame. But shame, 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 shame. But you know what? I think he more than made up for it. Absolutely, he did. Like if there were people that I wanted to give a hug to after this after this match, it was Matt Turner, Christian Pulisic. Um, Tim Ream, Zimmerman, and uh, Adams. Yeah, I is think this, those are, is this our new thing. Like, who, people we who give do a we hug want to give a hug to after the match? I think so. Match? I think so. That should be okay. Those are the people. Okay. Yeah, okay. I had I had a nice list of five that I was like, I'm so happy with how you did. And Zimmerman, I was super impressed with because in the last 20 minutes of the match, I think he had like five or six headers that took the ball away from the goal area. Okay. So it was just outside of that box, and it was just all the way back down the field and it was it was like he he was phenomenal with just trying to keep things away from Matt Turner. So it was it was beautiful. A and funny I loved thing it. about Zimmerman is that on um Friday they played England or was it Saturday? Friday they played England. Friday. So uh, him and Tim Ream both have blonde hair and ponytails or like a bun. Yeah. And so the entire match like well at the beginning I was confusing them like, and I shouldn't have been. So that's kind of an embarrassing thing to say out loud, but it was happening. Okay. So anyway, I was mixing them up. So the entire match, Jeff was like, that's Tim Reeve. <laughs> that's Zimmerman. Like that was Tim Reeve. <laughs> like addressing it. And I'm like, I know who they are now. Like I get it. But that was the entire match because I like in the very beginning when they were practicing, I I was like, oh, look, there's Zimmerman. Like, he's out there. He's like, no, that's Tim Reed. Yeah. So I'm sorry. They don't look alike. It's just that when you're seeing them in motion, like, it's, sometimes you might mix them up. Especially. It's hard when it's going that fast. Yeah. You know? It is hard when it's going that fast. Especially when you're panned out of it and you're not up on their faces and you're just kind of seeing from a distance. Right. It's a lot harder to see that. Right. Um I always get impressed, I think, with the announcers when they talk about, like, when they're able to just rattle off the name of the person who has 
the ball at any point in time because I'm impressed because I'm like, I haven't matched up what, who that person is yet to what you're saying. And you're already telling me. Yeah. And they're both center backs. So it's not like they were completely different places. Positions. Yeah. Um, but they do look different. Like you put them side by side. They're, they're yeah. different people, obviously. So, but I just, ah, um, oh, gosh, I was just so happy. I was so happy. Yeah. I'm really happy for him because I do like, I, <laughs> I felt really bad for him after the match with Wales, but I, Yes, I'm I'm really glad that he went out there and he was able to defend because I um, a lot of people were saying the last 10 minutes, the stoppage time, it was just constant panic. Like a lot of people even said like I feel like I'm going to throw up. Like this is so intense. It was it was cruel. It was awful because it 10 was 10 minutes. It was 10 minutes, yes. And it which is a lot. I think that's the most I've seen uh-huh. so far. And again, my, my experience is limited, but it's the most that I've seen so far. And it was nine and they added an additional minute because there was stoppage time during the nine. So it ended up being 10. And I think it was especially tense because uh, Iran was trying to draw fouls and penalties from us. And there was one moment that they did a, they did a, video review for like a penalty kick and I was just I think I was texting you at the time and I was like oh shit oh shit oh shit and <laughs> it didn't go anywhere but it was it was one of those things where it would have been right in front of the goal it would have been like a repeat of what had happened with Wales potentially right. and I I was concerned but it was fine it was yeah fine. <laughs> yeah but anytime they have an opportunity to just you know take one in front of the net yeah um I think that's scary especially in a match this critical yeah. And so the panic is valid. Um, but at the same time, we were able to pull through. And ironically, some of that 10 minutes was con- attributed to Polisic and yeah. his injury. So it was like, oh, we got a goal, but also we have an injury and that's going to put some time at the end. But, you know, we were able to pull it off. And a lot of that is thanks to Zimmerman. So, um, you know. Um, little little redemption arc little redemption arc for Zimmerman so we're happy for him and um excited to see what they're going to pull off in this match against Netherlands I'm really nervous about it because I have I watched them play um yeah against Qatar the same morning like this morning and um man they are strong (laughs) like their offense is really strong um, and I don't even know if that's like technically like the correct way to put it, but, um, they're fast. Uh, they handle the ball really well and they score goals. Yeah. <laughs> Very, it, it looks easy to them. And so, uh, hopefully Zimmerman puts the same level of intensity and pressure on them yeah. as he did with the match today. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Pulisic's okay. Yes, and we're also hoping that Pulisic is okay. And I will just say for a moment, happy that I'm a Chelsea fan right now. Oh, you're making such a face. It was worth it. That was worth it. That was worth it. You're making such a disgusting face. Can I just say, this This has nothing to do with the USA match. Um, South Korea had a devastating loss yesterday. Um, devastating for me because I really wanted to see Sun advance i wanted he was trying so hard and like they had tied it up 
and it was good to go. And then they just scored on us. And I was really sad because I wanted to see Sun, you know, in his in his moment of glory. But unfortunately, no, Ghana was able to pull through and they lost. And uh, go Tottenham. <laughs> go Tottenham? Is that what you were thinking during the England game? No. Um, I feel like I shouldn't say that, but the gin is talking now and the gin says no to Harry Kane. I'm just a huge fan of Sun. Like I think he's just the best. Yeah. <laughs> and what's funny is, is today, um, so I'm at work and my coworker is really into K-pop, like really into K-pop. She has pictures of uh, the band BTS all over her like cubicle. And so I was telling her about the world cup and how I was excited for USA. And when I told her about the sadness with, you know, South Korea and she was like, you know, what's funny is that I only follow the world cup because BTS opened for the world cup and the opening ceremonies. And so I was like, Whoa, well, did you know that um, for the premier league, there's a team Tottenham Hotspurs and they have a South Korean player uh their forward and she was like are you serious and I was like yeah and then she became a Hotspurs fan she became a Hotspurs fan so I recruited one one person and I feel like that should be enough for me to be accepted into the Facebook group but I haven't gotten it yet you still haven't gotten into the St. Louis Spurs group mm-hmm Oh man, no. Oh man. I think I think I ruined my chances with what? my with my opinion on Portnoy or Well your uh, lack of opinion. My lack of opinion. Yeah, I should have been I should have been more on the he's bad. A, yeah. He's bad. He's bad. Um but anyway, I recruited somebody. So, so now we're even now we're gonna start our own group. Okay. Okay. Because I've also recruited someone to be a Chelsea fan at this point. Yeah, tell us about that. <laughs> one of Christina's, uh, Christina and my, one of our friends uh, was, they. It, well, he joined us at the Amsterdam the last time we went, which is the only time that I've gone. And he enjoyed himself quite a bit. We joked that maybe he should pick a Premier League team to follow. And the couple of suggestions that he threw out were shot down for one reason or another. He took a quiz. I don't remember what the result was. What he, was the result of his quiz? So he was going, first of all, he was going to be an Everton fan just because he he was like, whatever, Everton sounds good. And then Jeff was like, you can't become an Everton fan because I'm a Liverpool fan and we are rivals, derby rivals. And so... Then he was like, okay, well, I'll take the quiz. So he takes the quiz and then he gets Newcastle. And then he's like, cool, I'm a Newcastle fan. And then Anna Maria <laughs> gives him a Chelsea scarf. <laughs> and then he has worn it every day. Like as a as a scarf that you wear in the winter to keep you warm, he has worn the scarf and he is now a Chelsea fan. Yeah. So basically, all you have to do to get someone to become a fan is to just give them a scarf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could have just given you a scarf. To be a hot person? <laughs> well, 
technically we didn't want to be the same premier league no um and that's no fun yeah and you know we're in it for the fun we are you gotta have those kind of factions and rivalries and all that sort of fun stuff and exactly yeah. but but yeah so now he's a chelsea fan and i've acquired a tottenham hotspur fan so um i think we've had a good week so far <laughs> one one it's a draw so far <laughs> So there was a question posted on the St. Louis City SE fans Facebook group. I'm going to read it. Um, so I'm starting now. So I got a topic for discussion, VAR when it comes to offsides. First, let me say I know what offsides is and how it works. I also know what VAR is and what it's meant to do. My question is this. Do you think it is impacting the game too much by calling back goals because a player was offside by a shoelace? JK, obviously. But for real, they can show just how offside a player really is now. Or is it a wonderful thing by calling those goals back because they were offsides by centimeters? And so this question uh, was posted. A lot of people uh, chimed in. Um, had their their thoughts um and and i'm still just trying to figure out where i stand with it um i think that's a good question was there a match where somebody was off by like that much or that little i guess i don't know not one that i've seen necessarily yeah. but i guess they just have the technology to see that now if they want to um i just find it very interesting because it's not like it's not that the rule has changed. It's not that how we're enforcing the rule has changed. It's just that the information that we're being given to be able to enforce the rule has changed. Right. And so that's changing how it's getting called, but it's not actually changing how it's getting called because it's getting called more appropriately now. An objective. According, according to the rule. Right. Yeah. And whereas before, some might say that there was some subjectivity to those calls. Right. So, I mean, my background's in fencing. I spent almost a decade at at the national level being a fencing referee. And this is something that comes up even when you just start refereeing is that the angle that you're viewing actions matters. So if you're out at your very first tournament as a referee and you're refereeing bouts, they're going to tell you, your referee observer, whoever's watching you to make sure that you don't screw up colossally, they're going to tell you, make sure you watch where you are so you can always see the action and follow the action. Now, fencing's done on a strip that's only 14 meters long. That's much smaller, and there's also lots than less... Than Yeah, there's a, than a pitch, right? Because right. it's, it's, it's less moving parts. There's only two people up at once fencing each other. And when you have a soccer match, you've got two full teams on either side, and you've got one referee that has to see all of that. Right. And so it's, I think it's impossible for that referee to be able to see everything and from the right angle all the times. Um, We run into this in fencing as well, where like the higher levels of our tournaments also have a video referee, which is not dissimilar from the VAR that they use in soccer. Oh, okay. So basically the difference is, so it's the same procedure, but for fencing, there's just a smaller parameter. 
Sort of. Um, I think there's a lot of differences in that the VAR that they use in soccer, they use more cameras. Right. And it also is reviewed by referees that are not on the field. Right. And then the referee on the field makes that final call. Right. And that's similar to fencing. We have that video referee when we get up to the, the higher rounds domestically or any direct elimination round um, internationally. And then the video referee um, can basically make a suggestion about what they think the call is, but it's always it's always the referee that's out front, the referee who's actually in control of that bout, who makes that final determination as to what the call is. And that's the same in soccer, as far as I can see, where the person who is actually on the pitch is the one that gets to make that final judgment call as to what happened. Right. Yes. That's my understanding as well. So, um I just think that's a pretty like tight spot to be in, especially when you're, you know, there's an entire field and you're trying to see everything that's happening. Um, and obviously you're just watching where the ball is going. Well, maybe not obviously, but you're watching where the ball is going and you're watching those interactions to kind of determine offsides or a foul yellow card. Um, but I feel like that's just a lot to try to, be completely objective like that's really tricky unfortunately like i feel like whenever the the refs do call um offsides i'm i'm generally like i can't see it myself in the moment i think it's happening too fast or i'm not uh seeing it from the appropriate angle um because we're watching it on tv so wherever the camera is that's where i'm seeing it and then the replay i think we sometimes get a different angle but i i can't follow that and then to think like they also have to um be seeing it from their angle and then i don't know i just think it'd be really hard to be objective and so but now there's you know movements toward more objective approaches to making those calls and i think that's where we were going with that conversation or with this conversation, but yeah. Um, yeah. Cause they're using AI and machine learning now to actually show in real time where the people are on the pitch and what they're doing. And they can like model the players and show that. And there's been a lot of images of that going around, I think on social media that you've probably seen yeah. where they're basically analyzing those calls in real time with an, with a computer. Yeah. It's not even a person. But it still comes down to that to that referee that's on the pitch to make that final determination as to what the call is. Right. And I I can see where the person who was asking that question in St. Louis City SC fans, is it is it too much to like if they're off by just a centimeter, if they're, you know, is that is that being too nitpicky, maybe? Right. Like are you being too yeah, like too critical or nitpicky is a good word. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's a good it's a good point. I think for me, if you can call it, then you should call it. Yeah. Even if it's something that's very close, even if it's something that's very tight, if you can see it and you can call it, then you should call it. And that's kind of what I learned when I was refereeing fencing nationally is – you want you want the consistency and and being right it's not about just being right it's also about that consistency so if we have the tools at our disposal to be consistent to make that call every time 
such as this AI kind of picking up the slack there and maybe pointing out things that you can't see in real time and that the VAR can't even see in real time, then we should make the call. Yeah, I agree. And the comments were pretty um, consistent. I think we have a lot of lawful good people here in the comments if you're a fan of uh, D&D, but um, the rules are the rules. And so if they're able to make that call, they can see it. It's needs to be as objective as possible. And for anyone who is coming in new to this, you know, season of MLS, um, you're going to be in the stands, you're going to be hearing people say offsides or, you know, foul, yellow card, whatever. And I think, I guess the, the point behind the conversation is that um, there are a lot of things that we are going to miss. Um, on our side of, of the stadium or wherever we're sitting. Um, but the goal is to, you know, be as objective as possible um, for the sake of, you know, fairness. Well, I can leave like just with one final thought there, which is the referees, especially the ones that we're going to see at City ESC uh, during this upcoming MLS season, it's, it's a different stage than the World Cup, but the referees really are going to try their best because when they do well, they get to advance along their own path too. Right. And it really, even though there might be like kind of an adversarial look at referees versus the supporters versus the team, whatever is going on because we don't like a call that they make or whatever, the referees are advancing the game just as much as the players are in that when you have good referees and you have good players – the sport itself is able to grow. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's kind of my perspective coming in and being like, Hey, maybe before you think of, maybe you should think before you boo the referee out on the pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Hey all, if you're planning on watching our USA Netherlands match on Saturday, please let us know how you plan on watching it, whether it's at home or at the Amsterdam or at city park or second shift, wherever else, or just let us know what you thought about this episode, what you think about the VAR and the AI use in refereeing. 